Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We've been speaking on the subject of righteousness. And you know how Scripture says in uh, Romans 10, Paul said, you know, uh, the Israelites was trying to establish their own righteousness. And today we're going to say that's us because we nothing changes. Humans stay the same. We try to establish our own righteousness and have not submitted to the righteousness of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And as we were just for the broadcast, I was just reading right here in Romans chapter four, uh, verse one. And again, my subtitle says Abraham justified by faith. And the word justified means declared righteous. So it says, what then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? Well, if Abraham was justified or declared righteous by works, see, we've been talking about that, trying to work for it. He has something to boast about. Uh-oh. So if you did it yourself, you'll have something to boast about. He says, but not before God. But what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 4, now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. Meaning if you have to work for this, it's counted as debt. Verse 5, but to him who does not work for their righteousness, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, that's Jesus, his faith is accounted to him for righteousness. And then I'm going to skip over real quick to verse 13. For the promise that he will be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and a promise made of no effect. So anyway, Abraham was justified by his faith and declared righteous because he believed God. And that's what he's saying. If God declares that you're righteous, go ahead and say yes and amen. That means I'm in agreement with what you said, God. Because remember, let God be true, it says in Romans 3, and every man be a liar. And whatever God says is so. So if God says, Richard Hoyt, you're righteous because you demonstrated faith in the one and only Jesus Christ, who's the door, who's the truth, the way and the life. You came in through him. Okay, you're righteous. Your job is to say yes and amen. I agree with that. Now you're in faith. Now your faith is on fire because you're not arguing. You're not trying to intellectualize it. You're not trying to reason it. You're just saying yes, just like Abraham did. And Abraham believed to, God. He said yes. And you're not trying to do it by works. No, no. no Abraham couldn't work for that it. That scripture you you mentioned there that you referenced talks about if a man works for it. You know, when you work, 
and you get paid. Nobody thinks the boss is giving him a gift. Right, right. The boss is giving him what he owes. He owed me that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody says, "Oh, thanks for the gift." Yeah. No, you earned that. And then you you demand that too because I earned it. I worked for it. Right. I mean, if the boss says, "Hey, I'm not going to pay you." Something's gonna have to happen. But see, righteousness is a free is, righteousness is a free gift. There you go. You see, can't work for a gift. It's free. Right. And mm-hmm. so rather than you work to earn it, now it was just given to you as a gift. And here's the deal, Richard. I tell everybody, and all the other promises are the same way. They're free gifts. All you well, have to do is receive spirit, it. All a free gift. Everything Love God has is free. His kindness, the breath that you have, everything I, I tell people there's nothing you have that God didn't give you. Right. They said, well, I work hard. I worked hard. That's why I have good clothes. I worked hard. That's why I have a nice house. Who I gave worked- you the Who gave you the, the air, the oxygen? Right. Who Who gave you the breath? Who gave, if you work with your back, who gave you the strength. the strength to do it? If you work with your brain, who gave you the wisdom to do it? I mean, you don't have anything that God didn't give you. Right. Everything you have actually, is the gift of God. Yet we Including th- your life. He's we, the creator of life. We want to think, though. I have this stuff because I worked hard. I pulled myself up by my uh, own bootstraps. Yeah. Nobody ever gave me. I've heard people say, nobody ever, ever gave, gave me anything. anything. I <laughs> earned everything I ever got. No, everything you have is a come to gift. you as the gift of God. Right. And again, like I say, even being created, God creates life. You didn't give yourself life. God created life. Well, sometimes we take a lot of pride in being Americans and think that we're better than other people in the world. The fact that you were born in America didn't have anything to do with you. No, it didn't. You you should be grateful. You You know, I'm grateful. I mean, it wasn't anything that you did. Didn't do anything. But but we but we act like it though. Oh man. We're gonna put I'm everybody else out guy. of our country. We're I'm gonna run everybody else. That guy that was right. born over there in that country. Right, right, right. And we don't want nobody else to come in. And he's you know what? And I, and I usually the Bible says acknowledge him in all your ways. I, I thank God that he allowed me to be born and, and birthed in this nation, a nation that's free from all of the other things. I could have been born in another third world country. So I'm I'm thankful that he allowed me to be birthed in the United States of America where there's, you know, not all that other stuff going on. And there's stuff going on here, but you know what? I'm thankful, and I acknowledge him because the Scripture says in Acts that God preordained and predestined the boundaries of our dwelling. See, and if we're not careful, though, whether it's where we live or how we live or anything else, it's easy to take pride rather than to have thankfulness, to think that we did it, that we have what we have because of I think this is a problem for our entire country. I look at the book of Judges and what would happen. I say it all the time at our church that the Israelites would get what I call fat, dumb, and happy. Everything's going smooth. They don't think they need God that much, and so they kind of forget about him. God says, you know what? I got to get their attention a little bit here. And he'd let the Midianites or somebody else come in and, and wreak havoc in the country. And what'd they do? They'd turn around and say, Lord, we need you. Where are you? And then they would, he'd send a judge and things would turn around and then all of a sudden they'd get fat, dumb, and happy again and they'd forget all about him. I kind of see our country that way. Oh, yes. We, are, we have become rich enough that we think we don't need God. And so you'd think about kicking him out of the courthouse, kicking him out of the schoolhouse, kicking him out of every government institution, basically, because we don't really need him. See, we, we can do this on our and own. And that's where this scripture understanding needs to be in this scripture for the Love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But we just we just get so secure in ourselves that we don't think we need God. 
Mm-hmm. I've known people, they've had the same job for years. They never pray before they go to work. And you ask them why, they say, nothing could happen to that job I haven't seen. I've worked there so long, I've seen everything that could happen. So what they've done is become secure in themselves, secure in what they know about the job, how well they know the job, that nothing could happen that they haven't handled before. So why do they need God in their own mind? They don't. So they don't worry about praying before they go to work. And that happens to individuals. It kind of happens to us as a country where we just think, we don't really need God. We've, we've got this. This is why back in September 11, 2001, you saw Congress people singing God Bless America on the steps of the courthouse of the Capitol building. The week before, you'd have never seen that because we're secure. Everything's good. So they sing it. When was the last time you saw that? Back I ain't in never seen it. Yeah, back in 2001 then. because nothing, ha- nothing else happened. So we're okay now. Right. We're secure Now, see, again. we should have just kept going with that. There, there the leadership. Because that's what God wants the leadership to, to the. That's what leaders are supposed to do, lead. So now you guys, they should have kept that going. You know, we're going to, this is our new law. We praying. This is what we're we going to do. We don't have to pass a law. This is just what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Right. This is they what we're going to do. They didn't pass a law that day before they went out there and did it. Right. Just go out there and do <laughs> just it. Go out there and do it. Yeah. But I'm saying if they want to get bold with it and get downright dirty with it, we'll pass a law. But like you say, just go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do right. it. Right. You, you don't have to pass a law. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to make sure we do this once a year. And you know what that would have did for this country? It would have encouraged everybody else. Wow. Look at the leadership, humbling themselves under the mighty hand of God. But they're scared to see somebody might not vote for them because they did that. Well, you so. can't keep that up because now you're back to being program, being influenced by the world system. Right. The world system says, okay, everything's good now. Back to business as usual. Right. And God says, no, continue to seek first. Keep doing it my way. And again, I was talking to my wife the other day about, you know, just how vulnerable we are as a nation, you know. And, and we're not even... People who aren't spiritually sensitive is blind to that. Just think about you can, man, we're talking about ISIS, man. I walk through the malls and I see how vulnerable we are. Just in Washington, you know, our schools are vulnerable. So we would want to draw near to the Lord and have him to keep us, his angels encamped around us and keep us protected. You know, I, I understand they're around me because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and I'm not a stranger to my covenant. I know what the promises say. So with me and my family, I'm and I pray for this nation as well that God would keep. And I believe, remember, salt is a preservative. We're here that's spiritually mature and praying for the nation. This nation is being preserved because the people of God are interceding. But if more of us intercede and do what we need to do, I believe, you know, God will just continue to keep his hand of protection on us in a greater way. You know, the things that are happening and the hatred towards this country would probably dis- diminish. We'd probably be loved more because we're going to extend love more. God's love. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we need to just, we should have just kept that going, kept that momentum, you know. I, I love to see uh, political officials pray and, and seek God's face. And-, and I said that, you know, concerning, you know, electing people. When I see a politician that's running for president and exalts the name of Jesus, that's the one I'm really going to vote for. I'm going to exercise my right as a United States citizen, but I want one that runs for office and say, you know what? We need to get back to the God of the Bible. Because we claim we got on our dollar bills and God we trust. By golly, let's get back to that and be a Christian nation. That's what we claim. 
in time of need. We got it on our money. So let's go ahead and stop kicking God out of our society and let him back in. Because when you kick God out of your society, he's like, okay, go ahead, right, do it do on it. your own. And, and you bear the fruit of it. I think right. that in some ways we're bearing the fruit. Well, you just referenced the scriptures and judges about all of that. Well, that's, this Bible is for our example. Right. It's to show us. It's for our spiritual enrichment and edification. Well, God show would us never do that to us because we're Americans and he loves us okay. the best. All right, God. Yeah, okay. You know, and that's I, I've had people he, actually say that God wouldn't do that because, well, well, he, because God won't do what special. He won't take his hand of protection off us. That's all. He, he ain't going to do it to you. He'll just take his covering right. off of you. Well, and I tell people, if God would allow this to happen to his chosen people, his children. Right. What's going <laughs> to stop him from letting it happen to America? Right. Nowhere in the Bible does it say America is his chosen people. We seem to think that. And huh? so yet somehow we think that, but I think about it, that okay. we're special. Well, and if we if we believe we his chosen people, let's, let's start acting like right. it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, as a man think it, if you want to think that, let's start acting like it. Start loving. Let's stop making laws that's grievous to the people. You know, let's do things in line with God's word. You know, let's let's support politicians that's not ashamed of the gospel. And I'm not saying one to just say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. No, let me see the fruits of that. Don't just say it or, or this group supports Christian. No, let me hear you exalt the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, let me hear you not be afraid to say they got this separation of church and state. No, let's put God at the head <laughs> like they did in the Old Testament. They wasn't those kings. They wasn't afraid. David wasn't afraid to say, you know what, my Lord, I'm going to seek the Lord. He wasn't afraid to have a, a prophet advise him. You know, we need that in Washington. Well, this run amok. <laughs> we need to. We need some, they got their own political advisors. No, you need some spiritual advisors, somebody from the church, somebody that's sold out for Christ advising you on, on how to do things. We all need that. We, Richard, we're pastors. We understand we need that to lead our congregations. So, but I wouldn't be saying this if we wasn't a Christian nation, Richard. We declare we're a Christian nation, remember? We got it on our dollar bill. In God we trust. Or is that a lie? I'm just saying, I'm keeping it real, man. Do we really trust God? Because if you do, he says, have faith in me and lean not to your own understanding. He says, acknowledge me in all your ways. You know, and it's okay. interesting that you said that. And earlier you said something that reminded me. Recently I flew to Boise. Uh -huh. And I actually had people say to me, aren't you scared to fly? And I said, what for? And they said, this Ebola stuff, you know, that guy flew on that plane and other people might have it. And flying around on that plane, it might not be safe. You might have to worry about Ebola. Somebody and on I, the plane told you that? No, oh, just oh, before I left. And I said... Somebody tried to instigate some fear before you left. I said, I'm not worried about that. God's going to protect me. And I'm not counting on the government to protect me. I'm not counting on the airline to protect me. God's going to protect me. Uh -huh. And if God I like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego when they say, our God can save us. But even if he doesn't, we're mm -hmm. not going to bow down to you, they say, Nebuchadnezzar. I want to live my life like that. You know what? I'm going to get on a plane, and I believe my God can protect me from Ebola. But even if he doesn't, I'm not going to bow down to the government or anybody else. You know what, Richard? And that's I'm not going to bow down to the devil. I'm not going to bow down to fear. That's faith on fire. And God wants all those who call on his name to live like that. That's what it means. The just shall live by faith. See, often we, we think, well, I'm not going to kneel down to some leader. 
But you know, we kneel down to fear. We kneel yeah, that's down your leader. to worry. Yeah, that's we your kneel leader. Down to all kinds of things like that. Right, and, and the Bible says Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. He defeated sickness, and by His stripes we're healed. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we're healed. You got to get a revelation of that, and you better declare that constantly. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Any sickness, any disease, any germ, any virus that comes in contact with my body dies instantly. Why? Because this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that type of stuff don't have a right to encroach upon the temple of the Holy Spirit. See, it can, dies instantly. That's the truth. Nothing can separate us from the love right. of God. Right. That's not what that means. Death, not <laughs> life, not height, nothing. not death. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that's what I was trying to explain to this person that day when I was leaving. I said... I'm not going to worry about any of that. Nothing can separate me from him. If that plane somehow were to crash and I was to die, I'm not going to be separated from God. I'm not going to live a life of worry. I don't right. have anything to worry about. He's going to work all things to the good for those mm -hmm. who love him. So he's going to work all things to the good. And there's nothing that can separate from me from him. What do I have to worry about whether I'm on a plane, I'm in a car, I'm wherever I am? What do I have to worry about? Nothing, because he's going to work everything to the good, and he's never going to let anything separate me from him. That's why your faith's on fire, man. That's why this broadcast is called Faith on Fire, because God wants to ignite his people's faith on fire. And when we say that, it's just simply have trusting in the Lord with all your heart, right. having faith in God. To believe God he's, when he says something, that we believe it. Right. It, it, we were talking about the promises of God the other day on the show, that when God makes a promise, that we're just going to believe it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm going to believe that. And the promises are found in the word of God. Again, like you say, it, every scripture don't say, and I promise. But it's a promise. It's seed. You take that seed, you receive it as seed, you plant it in your heart, and you hold on to it as truth, and you put faith in it, and, and, and you guard that. You don't let the enemy steal that truth, that word of God from you. You stand on it till it comes to pass. And... It, God's going to watch over his word to perform it. And a lot of people don't understand that faith in God is having faith in his word. And See, I'm I looking at this Bible. That's a lot of words. It never here. returns to him void. It, it does Not his word. It always accomplishes what he intended for. Well, the scripture says because he watches over his word to perform it. And if you don't know what God's word is, you don't know what his will is because his will is in his word and his word is in his will. And you got to be, the Bible says in Colossians, be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And also in Colossians, it says, let the word of Christ or the word of God dwell in you richly. You got to have that word in you and know what he said, because that's what the enemy bows down to. Jesus said it. It is written. Every time he said that, Satan had to flee from him. Every time he said it is written. You got to know what's written. If you want to have the abundant life that Christ said he came to give us, you better know what the promises are, and the promises means the covenant. And anybody who thinks the devil doesn't come to people now is kidding themselves. Oh, yeah. Because he loves <laughs> to come to people when they're down. He loves to come to people when things aren't going that great and say, you know what, this will never work. Oh, yeah. That's, his, that's one of his this'll deceptions. This will never be right. This can never be made right. You know what, this situation is hopeless. You know what, this situation is lost. There's no way that you'll ever get through this. You might as well give up. You might as well quit. You know, and here's what the promise of God tells you, dude. This is what a key to the kingdom. He says, cast down every thought 
in every imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. But when the devil comes, he says, this will never work. That well, well, You might as well give up hope. Well, no, I got, I That's got, when we need to remember the promises of well, God. Well, I got this one promise that'll, that'll work for that. He always causes me to triumph. That's over in Corinthians. Another one, he always gives me the victory. I, I can. You don't need a lot of word. Remember, if you have faith or the word of God is a mustard seed, all I need is a little bit and of word. Just remember, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall. That's not it. Walk. That's all you need is a little bit. You don't need a whole. You just don't need to know the whole need New to Testament. Worry about all the rest of it. Just remember, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And and just I declare that. Let it come you out your mouth. Forsake you. Meditate on it and let, let it come out your mouth. So Think when on the it. The devil comes and he says, yeah. "You know what? That'll never work. You know what? Uh, that'll replace work. it. Replace that's, that thought with the Lord is my shepherd." That's hopeless. It can't. It'll never be. That's what he tells or, me. Or, or replace it with, it is written, he never leave me nor forsake me. Right. Nothing separates me from the love of God. High death, nothing. It, right. it won't separate me. And so, because the devil's a liar, always been a liar, he doesn't <laughs> change his stripes a, a bit. And anybody who thinks he's given up and doesn't come to people today and try to seduce them, try to wear them out, just try to bum them out. He's still about all of those things, the same way he always was. Amen. I'm going to read this out of Romans, and then I'm going to sum it up with this. Romans chapter 4, verse 21 is going to sum it up. And we're still talking about righteousness. And and God always relates right back to Abraham. So I'm going to pick it up at Romans chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, he told Abraham this, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believe God. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's what we're talking about. Declare the word. You got to call some things that don't exist as though they did. That's why he say, say those things that are not as though they were. Right. That's why he said, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Let the weak say that I'm what? Strong. You better say or what say God I said. You better say what God said. But look at the latter part. He's talking about Abraham who contrary to hope in hope believed. So he said, Abraham, contrary to hope, yeah, was the contrary. No, you know, in it, sight, there's no hope. Right, right. He was Abraham, contrary to hope. Abraham, you 100 years old and your wife about 98. And the deadness of her womb says, ain't no way y'all having a baby. That, that, that's, then Look what it says. Contrary to hope, in hope, he still stayed in hope because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to say it like this. The word of God is the reality of things hoped for. The word of God is the evidence. That's my evidence of things not seen. I got his word, and it's in my heart, and it's in my mouth. So it says, who contrary to hope, in hope believe, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, I'm about Abraham. He wasn't weak. The opposite of weak is strong. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God or the word of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Well, how do you get strengthened in faith? You get strengthened in faith by giving glory to God. How do you give glory to God? By saying what he said. But Jesus said, it is written, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm giving glory to God. Abraham believed God. Right, right. So giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able able to perform. It says Abraham was fully, see, you got to be fully convinced that this word works. Abraham was fully convinced 
that what God promised he was able to perform. That's what Vince says. Vince is fully convinced about my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And, I, and I'm convinced he's able to do it. It says, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform, therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. And here's the good part, verse 23. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it will be imputed to him, but also for us. Uh-oh, put your word, your name in there, for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus the Lord from the dead and who was delivered up for our offenses and who was raised for our justification. So are you trying to say this faith didn't only work for Abraham? That's what I'm saying. It works for us too. Amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing grace. That's the and this is where it goes back, though, that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There it is. It's the That's same, it. It's that the simple. same grace that saved him. The same saved faith that Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham just said, yes, I do. It's like when he you get married. Said, Lord, I, uh, God, I believe you. That's it. He agreed with him. He didn't use no reasoning, no intellect. Okay, See, God. God said something to him, and he said, okay, I believe you. I agree with you. God said, you're going to be a father of many nations. He's telling this to a guy that's 100. No Viagra. None of that. None and he of said, the, I believe you. And, okay, he said, yeah, I know my wife, the deadness of a womb, I'm a hundred. He said, okay. And the scripture said, God said, see, I like and, that. See, and this this is a thing that about us is today even. It doesn't require anything beyond agreeing with God. That's it. That's what faith is. I, I agree. agree with God. I agree with God, so I speak in line with what he said. Right. But, I mean, sometimes we think it's got to be more mystical. It's got to be something. It's got to be by works. No, I got to do some good works. It, all it is is I just have to believe God. I he just, said, you're already righteous. You. You're righteous. God says. You mean I don't got to do right. nothing to be righteous? No. You, you receive Jesus? You're righteous. It's a right. done deal. But, but there's got to be more, we think. I, I got to go I gotta go work at the Jesus Center for 12. Right. No. I, I got to go to Salvation Army, ring the bell. No. That's what I righteous. Mean, those now, now, those are what righteous people do. They lead you to. Lord, right. But you don't you do to that. that to become righteous. You receive right. Jesus. He accounts that. And then that's why when the devil comes to you and says, that'll never work, and you say, you know what? God said he would never leave me or forsake me. I'm going to believe him. I just, I disagree with you, God, that you're, that you're not going to do that. When God says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus, if you say, I believe that. I agree with you. And here's the one, because we're going to a situation, my wife and I, and here's what we're holding on to. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Nothing can separate me from your love. And I just resonate with Joseph. Joseph was incarcerated for a crime he didn't commit. He was accused of sexual Sold harassment. Slavery. But God showed us that he didn't leave Joseph in the midst of that. Yes, Joseph had to go through that trial, that tribulation, that persecution. But God still was with him. Scripture said Joseph had favor in there because God was with him. Right. God still with you. Oh, I don't feel like it. Faith is not a feeling. It's a believing what's written. Right, it's agreeing with God. It's agreeing with God. So he's with God, you. you're right. And when you understand and say yes, you will see the hand of God, God still working in your you life. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, I'll pour out my grace. You become my child. And we say, I agree with you. That's it. That's what you're I did. Right. <laughs> I did. That's what I did in 99. Well, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to encourage you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.